Welcome back to Cutie Chat Podcast. This is Mary. And this is Daryl. And this is your one-stop shop for all things quarantine. We like to talk about political events, current news, what's trending online, a little motivation, inspiration, what our favorite TV show or music we're listening to, and kind of everything in between. So in today's episode, we're going to get right into it. We're going to start off talking about this in- infamous phone call between Trump and the Secretary of State of Georgia. We're also going to talk about the historic Georgia runoff and those results. We're, we want to also talk about what happened on January 6th, what everybody is now calling the Capitol riots, um, a.k.a. the insurrection. So let's just jump into this and start one subject at a time. Daryl, maybe you can start us off talking about this phone call. Yeah, so there was a phone call between Trump and the Secretary of State of Georgia that was recorded by the Georgia Secretary of State because at this point it's well known that Trump talks out of both sides of his mouth. And so in this phone call, Trump came flat out and asked the governor or the, the secretary of state to find him some number 11, of 11,000. Yeah, someone were like 11,000 votes as and to to finally to just find votes out of nowhere to give him the election. So he's just flat out on tape asking a you know a, a government official to change the will of the people in his in his favor and so that was that was like bad enough and then it's not like it's the first thing that's happened but once again he's lost the election so many times over by this point and this is just pathetic begging at this point from the president of the united states that was just the the worst thing it's just the president reducing himself and the office in such a way i mean and another point you brought up even if he did do it it wouldn't it still wouldn't change anything like like trying to steal georgia back would not necessarily change the final electoral vote count it's not enough electoral votes in georgia for it to have even still made him a winner and one of the things i I remember reading him he asserted on the call was that he was convinced that the machine the dominion uh, software was faulty, and when people were voting for Biden, there—I mean, voting for him, their their votes were being turned into Biden votes, and those allegations are so untrue and so like just steeped in complete like conspiracy theory that Dominion has launched a lawsuit against Donald Trump as a result of his continuing lying about their software and their machinery. So just had to add that in there because. It's, it's just like it, as low as low as President Trump could get begging for somebody to steal or hand him 11,000 unearned votes is definitely one of the lowest points of his presidency. It's not the lowest, but it's definitely one of the lowest. Yeah. And it definitely didn't help because the next day was the actual Georgia runoffs, I believe. Yeah. Which uh, was a re- uh it was between uh, what well, we not we don't have we have the actual. Uh, you talking about between Warnock and uh, Kelly Loeffler and Purdue and Osnoff? Right. Yes. Yes. And so there was right the Georgia runoffs. That was January fifth on a Tuesday. Yep. And it looks like a lot of money and a lot of time and effort 
on behalf of the Democratic uh, candidates on the ticket, like from Stacey Abrams on down, there were like a lot of people were canvassing across the country to make sure that financially the, the, the country was supporting these runoff elections because they were so critical and the results of these elections were going to essentially determine the fate of our, our Congress, the fate of Senate. And, um, you know, at this point, everybody knows what happened, what the outcome was. But all the things that happened on January 6th totally overshadowed the fact that um, the, the morning of January 6th, which was the day after the election, um, Raphael Warnock was, he made history. He was the first black senator from the state of Georgia to win. And so we want to take time right now to just acknowledge that, to congratulate him, and to just revel in the fact that history was made in this election. Yeah, so that was like one of the hugest takeaways of the Georgia runoffs that um, that that he won this uh, senator seat. And here we are in the year 2021, and we finally get the first black senator out of the state of Georgia. Mm-hmm. And so that was that was you know a huge takeaway from from the uh, runoffs. And then John Ossoff also won. Right. Uh, we were waiting for the vote counts, uh, you know, because it obviously uh, they have to wait for like mail in votes and and all the votes to be counted. Right. And so we got this news. Uh, we got this news of Ossoff later on in the day. On the sixth, right? Yeah. And the, so the sixth was also the day that the Senate was convening to certify the electoral vote, uh, the electoral vote certification that had happened in December. Mm-hmm. And so this step is merely a formality of counting the electoral votes and finalizing saying this person got this many votes, the other person got that many votes. Therefore, the person with the most votes wins. Right. And so this was just supposed to be happening by, you know, by the senators. Um, it became known ahead of time that a handful of Republican senators planned to pull a stunt and reject the electoral electoral college votes. Yeah. And led by Cruz and Howley. Yeah, so led by J- uh, Ted Cruz and Josh Howley, they would they would officially try to steal the election at this point and and try to declare uh, Donald Trump still the winner of the election. Mm-hmm. And Trump at this point had asked Pence to completely overturn the will of the people because I think Pence would has the power, right, to essentially decide whether or not the votes could be submitted or if like the representatives would put forth the vote for the each elector. Well, so Pence Pence holds that role, but he doesn't hold like the absolute role to to overthrow the will of the people. So Oh right, but actually, Trump wanted him to, right? Trump Trump was asking him to do something that he couldn't do. Yeah. He was Trump was listening to lies like from from right-wing theorists or whoever telling telling him that Pence could steal the election for him. That just never was the case. <laughs> so he started off with a false ask, and Pence knew that because, I mean, the, the Constitution is written. So. Right. But all these lies were already circulated, and so also going on was Trump and his cronies stoking up an insurrection. And this we found out that day. We found out 
as the Senate was counting votes, he was holding a rally. That meanwhile, uh, this large group of of uh, of right wing Trump loyalists were planning to march on the Capitol, and they were led by Trump, who gave them specific instructions to go get Pence. Mm-hmm. And they were led by many other Giuliani. Republican, yep. uh, uh, you know, leaders that were inciting violence. And that's what happened. Violence and riots. They, they stormed the Capitol. They got through the barricades. The barricades were opened for them. Yes. Which has... Uh, it's been one of many uh, internal investigations because it turns out that that the rioters were helped along the way. It was very much an inside job. Yes. So rioters plus an inside job opened the doors of the Capitol to to this mob. mob, yeah, which then descended to break into the Capitol, breaking windows, climbing walls, while Congress was in session, while while the senators were in there. Right, and so uh, they oh. had to stop their they had to stop their proceedings, and the senators had to uh, like hide within the Capitol building. Yeah, I mean there was a woman shot, one of the insurrectionists, um, when they got outside of the actual uh, Senate chambers. Um, there was a group of people trying to push their way in. There were Secret Service holding them off, and the woman who was actually shot and killed. She's actually ex-military, and she proceeded toward the door, even though upon many requests they asked her to stop, and she was shot in the neck. And I think later, a few hours later, she died in a hospital. In total, five people died, one being a Capitol Police officer who was bludgeoned to death by a fire extinguisher. And then there were lots of other hospitalizations of Capitol Police and uh, rioters. And they took pictures in Nancy Pelosi's office and other Congress people's offices. Um, and later uh, was established or it came out that urine and feces was rubbed on walls and and left in some of the offices. Uh, some of the rioters were brandishing Confederate flags. Um, like a lot of property damage was done. And, and it also came out that there was this black Capitol police officer who actually led the mob away from where Congress actually was in session. And so he has been, um, acknowledged for possibly helping prevent deaths. I mean, there are pictures of rioters that had zip ties, uh, that, and, and some of the stuff that's been circulating is that they had planned to take hostages. They planned to kill people. They planned to set an example, um, there was this wooden stage with a noose hanging from it, um, and a- apparently they were instructed to get Mike Pence and hang him for not doing what Donald Trump asked him to do, which Daryl earlier stated, which was something that could not have been done. But since Pence didn't even try to do it, um, he essentially sicked this mob on Pence and, and Pelosi and a few other specific people who were supposed to die that day. And we're all sitting back watching this aghast that is happening. But the biggest travesty in all of this is that just a few months earlier, when Black Lives Matters came to protest in D.C., the National Guard had been called, the military, the FBI, the CIA, the Pentagon, all hands on deck. And the protesters, who who weren't brandishing weapons, by the way, were shot with rubber bullets, were hit with tear gas. 
uh, were arrested, were beat up, were manhandled. They couldn't even get to the steps of the Capitol. And now we're finding out that the insurrectionists, the thugs, the the rioters, whatever you want to call them, not only, as Daryl mentioned, not only were they let in, but there were some police officers taking selfies. There were some Congress people who newly seated, newly elected Congress people who have actually now been um, fired from Congress who were also participating in the march. And not only were they able to get into the Capitol and breach the Capitol and defame the Capitol, but they did it with actual assistance of government and federal employees. Yeah, so... This day, it was just a, a day that will definitely live in, like, American infamy. I mean, it yeah. was an insurrection, a sedition. It was a an coup. attempted overthrow of the U.S. government. Like, just, just to recap, with Warnock and Ossoff winning the Georgia Senate seats, the Senate and the, the, the Republican and Democrat count, uh, count in the Senate is now even, is now 50-50, which means that Mitch McConnell is no longer the Senate Majority Leader. If a vote is cast and there's a tie, 50-50, the tie gets broken by the Vice President, which is now going to be Kamala Harris. And so this day, it was a huge power shift. And as a result of this power shift, the loser and the losing side tries to overthrow the government. Yeah. Tries to go against the will of the people and take it back by force. And in doing so in doing so just revealed so much about America to the world and to America that didn't know about it, that didn't know that uh, that there was systematic racism in place that would simply open the doors for domestic terrorists right and that domestic terrorism isn't simply just the magas it's the people that are supposedly supposed to be protecting us yeah congress uh, yeah uh the con like a whole house of congress like a whole one whole part of the government was being so flimsily protected and it just showed our vulnerability to the world. It yep. showed that that one one part of Congress had turned, one part of the government had turned on the second part of the government, yeah, and and gave it over to an angry mob into a into a, a group of of terrorists, yeah, that were intent on on nothing but killing and no, there's no harmony in there. There was no. Like they they came and defecated in in the Capitol. They came with zip ties, like Mary mentioned. They came with harmful intent on their you know on right. their agenda. I mean, not to mention, it is totally illegal to unlawfully enter the capital of this country. Like, can we even just address that? It's they, not legal. They brought the Confederate flag into the what? American Capitol, which is illegal. Yeah, like imagine bringing somebody else's flag the door of another country just marching it in that's called an invasion that's called that, that, that's basically uh yeah that's an invasion that, it's that's an invasion they... it's it's full-on it's a full-on like that we're at war we're at war and yeah. it's like 
Like, whether we want to admit it or not, this country is right in the throes of another civil war. Because half of the country is looking at this for what it is. They understand what it is. They understand how it happened. They understand why we're here. While the other half of the country is totally convinced and in their bubble believing that an election was stolen, which it wasn't. Believing that they could, they have the right to storm the Capitol with guns. With guns. And, and and take what's theirs. So this is where the country is. And, and here's the ghastly part. No arrests were made on that day. After the fact, the FBI has now, days later, we're almost a week later from when this happened. And I guess one hopeful thing is that something that I saw on Twitter and that I actually heard on an NPR clip is that because the Capitol is an area where... Internet reception is, like, very important. They have an extra amount of towers and networks in place so people can have really good uh, coverage and reception. And as a result of this, anybody who was there that does not work for the government, anybody who was there, a cell phone tower was able to ping all of those people and their records and... That is being cross-referenced with this parlor app that a lot of the people who were planning this sedition use. And one of the stipulations to have a profile on the app is that you have to actually I'd upload a physical ID, like a state ID or a driver's license. So the FBI is cross-referencing all of these names with the people who signed up for par- for the parlor app. And that's how they're able to find all of these people. That's how they're doing the arrests. And because a lot of the MAGA people didn't feel like they needed to wear masks... Because it's a pandemic, a lot of them are being able to facially recognize. It's like if, if okay, you don't believe in covering yourself with the pandemic, but my God, when you plan to do something this illegal and crazy, wouldn't you use that as an opportunity to wear a mask? But of course not. Of course not. And because their head general had such a great plan back in the summer, he put an executive order in place that would penalize anybody that that tries to attack or do harm to a federal building or monument a mandatory of 10 years in prison. Yeah, thinking he was going to get Black Lives Matter. And so he set this trap, or he tried to set a trap for Black Lives Matter, but now all these uh, people who stormed the Capitol in his name will get penalized and sent to prison by their own... Leader. leader yes and 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 it's crazy because a lot of people feel like well if i didn't enter the capitol or if i didn't physically go in or do any of the damage i'm i'm recused oh no oh no that is not recused isn't the right word um i'm I, I can't think of the word that i'm trying to say but what it is is that if you were there if you were there during the protests, if you were outside the building, it doesn't matter if you went in or not. The FBI has decided that you are a terrorist. And here's the other thing. If you're on Twitter, there's a hashtag trending called the no-fly list. And they are taking people off of planes. They are taking people, removing people out of airports. If you were there... If you had a cell phone and were there, and they have been able to identify that you were there, you are now marked as a terrorist, and you are now on a no-fly list. Yeah, so we're going to see how proud the Proud Boys are now. It's funny. Yeah. So, it's still unfolding. 
Congress is right now putting pressure on Pence to invoke the 25th Amendment, which would essentially allow him to unseat President Trump, which he has yet to do. And so it looks like they have been able to garner quite a fair amount of support from some of their Republican colleagues to go ahead and draft up articles of impeachment. And so, like Daryl was telling me prior to us filming this, is that... Um, yes, we know that Trump is going to be out of office in a matter of days, but going forth with this impeachment will set a standard that this type of behavior and these type of actions are not, will not, shall not be tolerated within our government, and that there will be consequences for actions, especially of sedition. Yeah, we're basically, we're waiting for uh, Biden to take office, to have like real leadership yeah. in place, but yeah, I mean... You, you, as a as a nation, you can't just let somebody walk through your front door, and you know I've seen I saw parts of of the inside of the Capitol building that I'd never seen before, and so did the world. Yeah. And we saw the worst of humanity just just trashing like our hallowed halls. I mean, yeah, that's just not acceptable. It's not. That that should make anybody's blood boil that you know is truly american right i mean that that has any sort of like pride to themselves yeah so and as far as the news reports apparently oh so another big thing is that uh after this happened um the day was going on trump was on twitter and he was talking about how he loved the people and, you know, how they were patriots. His family was calling them patriots. And so as a result of all of that, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat decided within 24 hours of all of this happening to permanently shut Trump's accounts down. And Google, um, Google removed, Google and Amazon removed Parler off of their, well, Google removed Parler out of their app store and I guess Amazon was like the web host or the cloud storage for Parler. So they um, totally shut them down as well. There are big banks that um, are completely taking any funding that they were essentially offering President Trump and Republicans off the table. And so there are a lot of major consequences right now. Kind of, It's like a tidal wave of consequences happening across the country. I know I was telling you the, the coach of the New England Patriots. What's his name? I can't think of it right now. Bill Belichick. He was offered the medal, Congressional Medal of Freedom by Trump to coming to receive that in the White House this upcoming weekend. And he declined it as a result of the riots. And so a lot of people are definitely standing up where they need to stand up and saying no. Like... The, the line has been crossed. There is a line in the sand. And, you know, things have become very clear where people stand. And Yeah, the line, was, the line that was crossed was physical violence. You and know, murder. So this time, they've, they've, uh, they've been a lot of talk. They've talked all over Fox News and OAN and through Trump every chance he gets. Mm-hmm. And that, that talk finally turned to violence and it finally... It finally crossed the line, and it, it was, and it, and they invaded uh, a government building. Yeah, yeah. As enemy combatants, with, yeah. with zip ties and with intent to to kill. Yeah, and we'll just see where this goes. There have been reports that between January seventeenth up till the twentieth, and the inaugurations on the twentieth, there have been reports they plan to launch a second attack. Uh, like I said, we're in the middle of a civil war, and they plan to attack 
the Capitol buildings of every U.S. city and other federal buildings in addition to the Capitol itself and try to disrupt the inauguration. So we will see. We will just be reporting this as we see it. We don't know what's going to happen. We're just going to be observing this from our home. But in terms of what the news is reporting, this is kind of what is expected in the next few weeks. So yeah, I, I think that I think that ends this episode. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Definitely follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And yeah, we'll we'll report back when we find out more. This is Mary. And this is Daryl. <laughs>